Welcome to the Berman Golf Podcast, where we're helping golfers over the age of 60 increase distance off the tee so that they can hit shorter irons into the green. Yeah, baby. You can visit us at BermanGolf.com for more information and get ready. This is going to be a fun one. And we're rolling, baby, the Long Balls Golf Podcast. Dr. Jake Berman here of Berman Golf. I am running solo today because I want to talk to you about a physical condition that is plaguing the world right now. It's plaguing Tiger Woods right now. The week that I'm recording this is just before the tournament this weekend that Tiger just had to withdraw from. It's his tournament, the Hero World Challenge. He had to withdraw from his own tournament because of plantar fasciitis. What the heck? How is that possible? How is one of the greatest golfers of all time plagued with plantar fasciitis? He had to withdraw from his own tournament because he can't walk down the course. This is crazy. This is ridiculous. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be that way. So plantar fasciitis, what you may or may not know about, I'll just give you a little background on it or some of the details on it. It's essentially you get sharp pain in your foot. Some people experience it in different places. Some people feel it right in the arch of their foot. Some people might feel it in the heel it might feel like you have a bruised heel. And then other people feel it around the big toe joint area. But essentially, it's pain in the bottom of your foot. And it is excruciating. I had it once for probably one whole day. And it it was crazy. I say that kind of jokingly, but in all seriousness, I only had it for a day because I knew how to fix it. I thought that the plantar fascia was ripping, literally felt like it was ripping to where I didn't want to use it anymore. I didn't want to push off. I was like, wow, now I can definitely sympathize with my patients who do have plantar fasciitis because it was excruciating. I thought it was going to rip. A lot of people experience it first thing right out of bed. So right when you get out of bed and you go to take your first couple of steps, it's excruciatingly painful. And then other people will experience it later in the day after being on their feet all day. Their foot just starts hurting really bad. So that's plantar fasciitis. Now I want to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way. A lot of people think that you have to wear orthotics. A lot of people think that you might have to get an injection to alleviate the plantar fasciitis, but you don't have to do that. And here's the reason why. If you reach down and put your fingers on the arch of your foot, so the bottom of your foot, the arch of your foot that's on the bottom of your foot, there is 16 muscles right there in the arch of your foot alone. There's four layers of four muscles, which is a total of 16 muscles, which make up the arch stability that you have in your foot. When you wear a shoe, those 16 muscles don't have to work anymore. When you lace up your shoe really tight, like a lot of people do, especially in America, those muscles definitely don't have to work. So I released a podcast a couple of weeks ago, not too long ago, 
in the health and wellness podcast, the Berman Method podcast that we have for our physical therapy and health and wellness business. And the whole topic was about how shoes are essentially like a cast. So when you put on a pair of shoes, you're pretty much putting on a cast. You're putting your foot in a cast. Because think about it. What does a cast do when you break a leg or you break an arm? It goes in a cast. The reason why you put it in a cast is because you don't want it to move so that the bones can heal. But what happens when you come out of the cast, usually around six to eight weeks later? The bone is healed, but the muscles are atrophied and they're tiny. I mean, if you haven't experienced this yourself, I'm sure you've seen it on somebody else where they come out of a cast six or eight weeks later and it's like, oh my gosh, look at how small the muscle has gotten that amount of time. That's the same thing that's happening when you put shoes on. When you put a shoe on, you're giving your foot external support. So it doesn't have to utilize or rely on the internal support that it naturally has. The internal support is the tendons and ligaments and muscles that you're born with. So when you're in a shoe, that's giving you external support. So those muscles, tendons, ligaments, they don't have to work. They essentially turn off. So what happens when you don't use a muscle? You don't use it, you lose it. Just like a cast. The muscles atrophy. So then over time, because you're getting less and less internal stability, the ligaments start to get stressed. So ligaments, bear with me for a minute. We got to go in the woods here for a minute. But this, it'll make much more sense if I explain this part. A ligament attaches a bone to a bone. A tendon attaches a muscle to a bone. And we all know what muscles are. Muscles are the things that contract or shorten to produce movement. So a ligament attaches bones to other bones. Your plantar fascia is a ligament. It attaches, it essentially attaches the back of your foot to the front of your foot or the heel of your foot to the forefoot. Yeah, it's just a ligament. It is not a tendon. So there's no muscles in the plantar fascia. The ligaments in your body are not meant to contract. They're just meant to stabilize. They're supposed to just just give your bone stability. That's why they attach bone to bone. Your tendons and your muscles are supposed to contract, right? So you contract a muscle which pulls on a tendon which moves the bone. All 16 of those muscles that I was talking about earlier in the arch of your foot, all 16 of those muscles attach to tendons, which attach to bones. Those 16 muscles are supposed to be moving the bones in your feet. But when they're in a shoe and they're laced up and you have usually have an arch support in your shoe, those muscles don't have to work, so they atrophy and get weak, which means when you come out of the shoe and you try to walk across a tile floor or just a hard surface, you're not able to recruit the muscles that you normally would use to support your arch, which means that it has to fall back on utilizing the plantar fascia, which is just a ligament. So you're essentially stretching and pulling on this ligament that's attaching bones to each other, 
And it eventually gets to the point where it's like, I'm done. Can't do this anymore. And that's when it starts hurting. It starts to become inflamed and it starts to become painful. The reason why it becomes painful is because it's a protective mechanism. It knows, your body knows that if you keep pushing off of that foot without the muscles and you're relying solely on your plantar fascia, the ligament, that it's eventually going to tear. So in order to prevent you or stop you from doing that, it creates a pain response because you'll stop walking on it, just like I did for that one day. It hurt like hell, so I quit using it. Well, then you go and you say, okay, I got plantar fasciitis. I got to get a foot support. I got to get an arch support. This is how America works. This is how Dr. Scholl's work. This is how this whole thing is getting getting you into a downward spiral because now you think, okay, I need a more supportive shoe. So you go out and you spend more money to buy a more supportive shoe. You get in it and it's like, oh man, my feet feel great in these shoes. And then you go and you wear your old shoes and your feet hurt again. So now you're like, okay, I can only wear these supportive shoes because they support my feet and they don't hurt. And then it ultimately gets to a point to where those supportive shoes are not supportive enough. So then you get an orthotic. You go to your podiatrist and they're like, yeah, you need an orthotic. You need orthotics. So they charge you $500 or $1,000 to get custom fit orthotics. You put those in your shoes and you're like, oh man, these feel great. My feet don't hurt anymore. But then what happens when you aren't wearing the orthotics. You have to wear another pair of shoes. You're like, oh crap, my feet hurt again. So then it gets to the point to where the only way you can walk is if you're walking in these orthotics or the shoes that have your orthotics in it. So now it's like, okay, I got to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, but you can't do it because your feet hurt so much. So now you got to get a pair of supportive slippers just to walk from your bed to the bathroom so that you're not in excruciating pain. So it's this downward spiral that occurs by giving your feet more external support. Supportive shoes is external support. An orthotic is external support. Supportive slippers, external support. Lacing up your shoes real tight, it's essentially like a corset, like the ladies used to wear back in the 1800s. A corset where they lace it around their belly real tight to make them look real thin. They didn't have back pain when they were wearing the corset. They didn't have back pain until they took the damn thing off at the end of the night. When they took it off at the end of the night, they're like, oh my gosh, they had excruciating back pain. Because while they were wearing it all day long, the muscles surrounding their low back didn't have to work. And then when they took it off at the end of the day, because the muscles had atrophied, their back no longer had support. So they had back pain. Same thing is happening in your feet. So now we go all the way back to Tiger Woods. You know, I don't know what's going on with him as far as his his trainers and his physical therapists. He's, I'm sure he's got a whole excellent medical staff. But the one thing that I do know that has been very consistent for the past 10 years is that he has not been efficient. And what I mean by that is how many times have we heard him say, I couldn't get the glutes firing. I couldn't get the glutes firing. Well, why couldn't you get the glutes firing? If he had a good physical therapist that put him in the right position and recruited the muscles in that position, you could fire the glutes. It's not magic. It's not. 
You just got to do a sport-specific movement, hold that movement, and then recruit the muscles in that position, and then you can fire the glutes again. It just blows my mind. So for the past 10 years, I'm going, if anybody has Tiger's contact, please put him in contact with me, because I promise you I'll get his glutes firing again. Well, the same thing's happening with his feet. Because his glutes aren't firing, because he hasn't been effectively pushing off through his foot to engage his glute, now he has plantar fasciitis. So this was a downward spiral. This is something that could have been predicted 10 years ago. I could have predicted this. I could have said, okay, his glutes aren't firing. His back's killing him. One of two things is going to happen. He's either going to quit golfing completely or something else is going to start hurting. Well, what else started hurting? His knee. How many knee surgeries did Tiger have? He's had at least five knee surgeries. Okay, so the back's got surgery on it. The knee's got surgery on it. What's the next thing down? The foot. Okay, now the foot has plantar fasciitis because the muscles aren't working in the foot. This all goes back to the freaking muscles. If we would have just got the muscles firing in the foot, in the calf, in the glutes, in the core 15 years ago, we could have avoided back surgeries. We could have avoided knee surgeries. We could have avoided withdrawing from his own tournament because he got plantar fasciitis. This is just driving me nuts absolutely nuts. So, oh man, I need to calm down for a second. Man, blood pressure is shooting through the roof. But in all seriousness, it is not easy. It is very, very simple, but it is not easy. If your back hurts, it's usually because your glutes are not doing their job. If your glutes are not able to do their job, it's usually because something somewhere else is not doing its job. It's either the core and or your foot. If your foot does not have good connection with the ground, I know this might not make sense over a podcast, but I just recorded a video on YouTube that just released last week. So this podcast is coming out a week after I release this video. We'll try to attach the link for this video in the show notes. I just released a video on what this means, having good connection to the ground. Is your foot really connected to the ground or are you just standing on the ground? There is a difference. Please watch this video so that it makes sense. But if your foot is not actually connected to the ground and it's just standing on the ground, it is really hard, almost impossible to fire your glutes. And the reason is because your brain knows that you're essentially standing on an unstable surface. So it doesn't want to engage the glutes because that's going to create more vulnerability because you don't have a stable surface. You don't want to add power to something that you don't have stability to. So to come back full circle, we could now argue, I could now argue that The main reason why Tiger Woods could not fire his glutes 10 years ago and all this all started was because he did not have proper connection to the ground. Now, you may hear me say that and say, how the hell is that possible? Tiger Woods has one of the most ballistic golf swings of all time, like just absolutely swinging out of his shoes. Well, yeah, look where it's got him. 
because he doesn't have a solid foundation. The foot, his right foot was not connected to the ground. It was just standing there. So he couldn't fire his glutes, which means that he was going to have to rely on compensatory movements, which killed his back, which killed his knee. And here we are. So the take-home message of this episode is quit putting your feet in casts every single day and then wondering why your feet hurt. Just quit doing it. I actually just reached out to this company that has a new shoe. Well, actually, they're new to me. John Daly actually has already is already one of the sponsors of them, I think. But they are not cosmetically appealing. A lot of people are saying they are just flat-out ugly shoes. They're called squares. I believe it's called or spelled S-Q-A-I-R-Z, something like that. It's a weird spelling of squares. But again, they're sponsoring John Daly, and he's got a pair of John Daly shoes on there. <laughs> they're pretty, pretty awesome. I just reached out to the company Squares because I'm going to do a test. I'm going to get their shoes. The reason why they're ugly is because they got a really square toe box. And the rationale is because when you have a square toe box, it allows your forefoot to splay out. When your foot can splay out, then it uses the muscles to control the splaying. It uses the muscles in your foot, those 16 muscles I've been talking about, to control the splay of your toes getting wider, essentially. Versus every other shoe on the market right now is not a square toe box. So you're essentially shoving your forefoot into this narrow ending, you know, the toe of your shoe. So it doesn't allow your forefoot to splay out. It doesn't allow your foot to actually connect with the ground. It essentially, when you have these narrow toe boxes in, the nor- in every other shoe, it's essentially making you just stand on the ground. It's not allowing you to connect to the ground. So anyways, I reached out to Square and I was like, listen, this is what I want to do. I want to do a test. I want to test your shoes. I want to test Pumas. I want to test Foot Joys. I want to test Nikes and whatever other kind of shoes I can get my hands on. And I'm going to do the same objective test that's essentially testing stability, balance and stability. And I'm going to see which shoe allows you the opportunity to have the best balance and stability. Because if you have good balance and stability, it's highly unlikely that you're going to have plantar fasciitis. If you have good balance and stability, it's highly unlikely that you're going to have back pain swinging the golf club. If you have good balance and stability, chances are that you're going to have a much better golf game than somebody that doesn't have good balance and stability. So this all came to fruition last week when I when we got the message that Tiger's withdrawing from his own tournament. I'm like, all right, F that. I'm done with this. Let's do a test on our own. Call up squares. Let's get a, shoe to, a pair of shoes of squares. Let's get some Pumas. Let's get some foot joys. Let's do all this. And let's see. Because all of these shoe companies are um, marketing. Oh, these shoes give you the best balance. These shoes give you the best support. These shoes are going to add 20 yards to your drive. Okay. 
I don't see any data behind all of them. You look at my website, I'm saying very similar things. We have a 100% success rate with all of those golfers who have done a one-on-one golf performance program with me who have either gained distance and or consistency and or been able to play more frequently. 100% success rate. And we have the data, the objective data to back it. So I'm not just talking shit. Like this is real. I have the statistics to back it up. So I want to see what happens with these shoes. Take home message is let your feet work. If you're wearing your shoes laced up real tight, the first place that you start is just loosen them up. Only tighten your laces as tight as they have to be so that your shoe does not slip off of your heel when you're walking. That's where I want you to start. And then go play around. See if anything changes. Let your feet acclimate to the looseness in the shoe, which allows your forefoot to actually splay a little bit so that the muscles start working. You should start to feel fatiguing in your feet, especially if you're walking a course. Oh my gosh. If you're walking a course, you really should be loosely lacing your shoes. Like just tie them just enough so that they don't slide off your heel when you're walking. That's an amazing opportunity to get some great workouts in those 16 muscles in the arch of your feet when you're walking the course. So that's where you're going to start. And if you do have foot pain, you need to call me. You need to text me. You need to email me. You need to do something because we are the foot whispers. (laughs) In all seriousness, all joking set aside, we work a ton with back pain. 75% of what we do is back pain. Like back pain is our bread and butter. But we specialize in feet and elbows because nobody else wants to do it. If you have foot pain, you need to come see us. If you have elbow pain, you need to come see us because we are really freaking good at getting really great results in those two areas because nobody else wants to do it. So what do we do? We specialize in it. We got really good at it. So those are your take-home messages. Make sure you share this podcast with somebody that you know that wears orthotics or supportive shoes or is complaining about foot pain. I sent out an email a couple of weeks ago asking who wants to go to Scotland with me next summer. And a great golfer that I've known for years responded back, I'd love to, but I can't walk walk the course because he's got chronic foot pain. It's like, well, what the heck? What have you tried? Like, let's try to work on it. Like, you're not going to let foot pain get in the way of experience in Scotland, the motherland, are you? Or the homeland, right? Let's work on it. So I hope this finds you well. I hope it pisses some of you off, especially if you just got done spending $1,000 on a new pair of orthotics. I hope you're pissed off. But I hope you do something about it. So... Until next time, make sure you share this, subscribe to this podcast, check out our YouTubes, our socials, check out the website, bermangolf.com. Let's have some fun, baby. Yeah. Thank you very much for tuning in this week. For more information, please go to bermangolf.com. That's B as in boy, E-R-M-A-N, bermangolf.com, and check out a ton of stuff that we have there. 
or even better, go to our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, or even on TikTok. Check us out everywhere. We've got tons of content going out every week. And please give us a thumbs up comment on the videos. Let me know what your questions are. Try to shoot holes in this. I'll do whatever I can to help you out the best that I can. Thank you guys.